Yo, what up, though? This is Esham, and you rocking with the Connected Experience. Yo, what up, though, man? This is Big Greg, and you rocking with the Connected Experience. This is Premier Pete, and you're rocking with the Connected Experience. Cheers. Oh, yeah, this is Jake Prince coming at you live and in living color, and you're rocking with the Connect Experience. Yo, what's up, everybody? It's comedian TK Kirkland, a.k.a. T to the motherfucking K. And when I'm in Detroit, you already know what it is. I listen to the Connected Experience. You should, too. Connected. I'm SJ. I'm AJ. And we the Connected Experience. Hey, bro, what's the Connected Experience? It's a lifestyle, the lifestyle, our, our lifestyle. lifestyle. What type of lifestyle are you living, bro? Hey, man, just a lifestyle where I like to connect people, get to know people, everything, man. Like, uh, like I said a couple episodes ago, currently, I still enjoy doing this because everybody who we discover, who we like put people up on, is dope to like know that somebody we sit with could benefit. They they story could benefit somebody who listening. You yeah, and if anybody out there looking to do a silent listening party type of event, y'all need to get a city hop. Dog's supposed to give us a script so we could do uh, the ads, you know what I'm saying? But this is the ad. This is, this, the ad this, yeah. is, this is a live read, you know what I'm saying? Get in contact with them. Dope technology, Very. dope events, you know Very. what I'm saying? Yo, you got a word of the episode? I do not, man, because you just stole my ad. So what do you have? Do you have a word or a book? You was going to do that? I was. <laughs> Why you ain't say shit? I just sometimes was thinking about I don't want to say shit. Yeah, yeah. I actually do got a book, man. My book is Diary of a Motor City Hitman, the Chester Wheeler Cam- uh, Wheeler Campbell story yeah. by Christian Cipollini. I think. Yeah. Uh, Author Christian Cipollini carefully collects all the facts in the Chester Wheeler Campbell case, a Detroit hitman who was discovered on a cold February night in 1975 after a near hit on collision with on duty patrolman in Orchard Lake. The patrolman searches Campbell's car and finds it littered with weapons, guns, drugs, cash, and meticulously detailed assassin notebooks with names from many unsolved murders. Cipollini recounts all the gruesome events in this grizz- in grisly detail. You can almost hear the deep voice narrative and chilling background music. Why that's so important? Why? Because the character John Wick, who is played by a white man, Keanu Reeves, is actually based on him. So what you should have mentioned that he is actually a black man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and then that's why the Italian mob and all of that actually hate Detroit because Detroit's underworld is still ran by black people. Once they forced the mob out after the Purple Gang died. Boom, black people been running the deeds. Now, now, with this author, was he like a police officer or like I, how, how is he involved to write this story? I don't, I don't know. I think he like a crime novelist, but they do got quotes from my man uh, who be on Al Prophet channel, the Sam Burn, what's his name? Yeah. The Bernstein no, guy. Not the Bernstein. He talking about uh, Steve Scotty. Fisher. Steve Fisherman, yeah. Scotty, and they mentioned a bunch of hard hitters in the book, but by far he was the coldest, carrying pins around that had uh, bullets in them. It, it says his car, it looked like a mess, but it'd be like 30,000 stashed over here in the middle of the 30,000. He got a sawed off shotgun. He actually, the police, he was he was driving. The police was on his way to get something to eat at night. My man looked down and looked back up and almost hit the police. They didn't have a clue who he was. Oakland yeah. County didn't have a clue who he was. Yeah. Raided his crib, found all types of drugs and stuff so they thought he got back on appeals and stuff because he wrote motions itself man hey yeah. dog was cold man dog and was they cold. let a white man play him in the movie yeah well you oh, know man, that's how they do dog. so what's good with you hey man i'm just chilling man we got a guest with us today man you can go here and introduce yourself so we can get into your story brother what's going on y'all fellas man it's paris Noel from detroit michigan man musician man here hailing from you know the motor city man i'm here to rock with y'all boys man been hearing some great things so it's an honor and a pleasure within itself yeah, Thank it's you, a man. pleasure sitting with you yeah. too. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, before I press play and shit, I just 
just had you pegged for an R&B singer with that name. I'm not no I said to my brother, like, yo, son, this nigga rap. You feel <laughs> what I'm saying? But you know what I'm saying? That, I mean, that's not a good or bad thing. That just sounded like right. an R&B name. So how did you come up with that name? Uh, Paris um, is really an acronym. So it's passion, always reacting success. The, okay. um, the two I's come from my zodiac sign. Um, which is uh, Gemini. Oh, okay. Well, then, you know, congratulations. Yeah. Yeah, when is your man. birthday? When is your uh, birthday? May 21st. You yeah. a word? Nigga, you a Taurus. We Gemini. No. <laughs> I'm, born, I'm born the same day as Biggie, so, yeah. you know, I'm yeah. a Gemini. Yeah. No, our birthday, May 22nd. Oh, word? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I feel yeah. you. That's what's yeah. up. So we got to watch you because you ain't got no twins, so you a two-sided nah. now. I'm <laughs> cooling, man. But no, no, but yeah, we Gemini's too, man. I don't really subscribe to none of that shit because I think every it's something about every sign and every person. Right. You feel what I'm saying? I feel you. Yeah, so that's dope. So. Uh, what made you come up with that actual acronym? Oh, I'm sorry. It's Noel, like your yeah. real name? No, Noel is, um, it came from um, this guy I used to work with. His name is Mr. Chuck. And um, I used to like freestyle from him, you know, like when I was working at Parks Galore, I had a little day job or whatnot. Yeah. And um, he was like, man, I'm going I'm to I'm call you Young Gifted, man. You you you, you dope, man. I'm going to call you Young Noel. So yeah. he was kind of like referencing to like Christmas Gifted, you know, the whole vibe or whatever. So yeah. yeah kind of put that together and I'm like that's kind of got a ring I'm like Paris Noel that's what I'm gonna run with so yeah. it's all got meaning in the journey yeah you know yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah. let's talk about the movie Breaking apparently the movie Breaking changed your life somehow like how do you remember the first time you seen Breaking um I want to say probably when I was young I don't even remember the age demographic that I was at at the time but I don't know man I just I, it was something that always just, just spoke out to me I was real young when it just kind of caught my eye and it just looked like a whole adventure that I wanted to be a part of. Like, <laughs> I'm like, man, what the hell? Like, this is like some, some epic, like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It just, everybody just felt like they was, it just looked like they was happy yeah. being a part of something. And that's just how I was when I was like telling myself when I was four, you know, I was thinking like this at three or four, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to be, um, some, some, someone that's just, you know, at a normal state just being something regular like i i, I want to be something monumental so yeah, when i yeah. when you know break this and had spoke out to me and then i seen it i was like yo these guys feel like they 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 can escape you know this is something that's just truthful and i wanted to be a part of it and then i i, I seen where it all came from and it was like hip-hop yeah and i was like yo music you know yeah. this is crazy so can you break that can, do, um, do you want to nah, break out the cardboard nah, I, 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 I ain't did no moves in man decades man yeah. so. i never did no moves <laughs> man i got a homeboy man named uh calvin who i used to work with uh back in my retail days because i am retired Congratulations. That nigga can slide across the floor on his head. Like, they say Jadakiss a cold ass break dancer. To, I don't know, man. I ain't never seen Jadakiss, but I've right. seen this nigga. He's he's cold, man. And, so uh, he was at work break dancing? No, he always got video and shit. Like, he, he still do it to this day and shit, you know. I'm 37, so he five years older than me. You know breakdancing gonna be in the Olympics, man. That's it's fucking really, disgusting because Japanese people go in. I guarantee. Yeah, yeah. You feel what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Now, that's not a knock against Japanese people, but I'm just sick right. of motherfuckers still in the culture. And this is another thing that I believe, too, because they get a Bronx like so much hype for starting hip hop. I believe in my heart that hip hop was started somewhere in the Midwest and some New York niggas was out of town hustling and took what they seen in the Midwest back to the Bronx and shit. And then they just amplified it. So now niggas go with the narrative that it started in the Bronx. If you can't prove me wrong, you can't say that I'm wrong. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. I know what you're saying. Yeah, because it just saying. gets so much, uh, ac- ac- you know, uh, acclimation. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? How you feel about that statement? Um, I mean, you 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 got to, you know, you, the way you just kind of just put that is like, you can't go against the grain. I mean, you feel how you feel. I mean, honestly, um, from just doing, you know, they, they people control the narrative nowadays yeah. of what they expect, you know. So you just kind of got to. 
really like dissect it differently. Like, I mean, I if it started in the Midwest, I would. I'm that. I'm. We from the Midwest. Yeah, so I'm yeah, like, yo, yeah. that'd be what, like. That, well, that's why I believe that, right? Yeah. Because like, uh, the Midwest far as style, music, everything, we've never been in a box, right? Mm-hmm. And it's so hard for me to believe that. Say a city like Detroit, so such musical rich history mm-hmm. that everybody was R and B singer. Right. No, it was some niggas standing somewhere talking to pimps and getting the game and making shit rhyme. And then right. we all hustlers. So either they was here and we was there. We all could have met in Ohio. We could have met in on uh, that side of Pennsylvania and we together. And mm-hmm. uh, this is the way we stay up at night and shit. And then the nigga like, yo, I'm taking that back to the city because mm-hmm. New York is the mecca of a few things. Right. But I just feel like hip hop came from the Midwest. I can see that though. You yeah, feel what I'm saying? I, I can, I can, I can well, see what you, you're You at. always got to pay attention to what go on and, and stuff, right? So for uh, for record sale purposes, mm-hmm. the Midwest has sold the most records in hip hop history, mm-hmm. way more than Queens, right? Hey, and the, the Bronx put together. Where's these numbers at? Come on, man! Bone just was here not too long ago. They the numbers. Eminem the numbers. Nelly the numbers. We don't got to. You feel what I'm saying? Then mixing the the million here, Obi Trice and mm-hmm. Big Sean, a millionaire, and then mixing the East Shimes. He's probably sold two million records over his whole career. You feel what I'm saying? Mm. So when I see shit like that, I, this is this it's a, it's a phenom for a reason because mm-hmm. it started here. That's why I said to me at West, I can't even give it a state. Right. You feel what I'm saying? You got something you want to say, Pastor Dean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. We got, we got Pastor DeAngelis Garcia in the house. You know what I'm saying? The Neo Soul Pastor checking in. Man, cut it out. All right, so let's shut up, Paris. What up, though? What's the deal, man? What's the deal? What's going on? So I'm over here listening to the uh, to the conversation y'all just had about hip-hop possibly originate in the Midwest. And yeah. the only thing that I could think of to counter that is that a lot of people discount the Caribbean influence yeah. that uh, that was impressed upon hip-hop, right? But then the counterpoint to that would be is that it's a lot of Caribbeans in the Midwest. Yeah. And like, namely Detroit. And <laughs> yeah, so like, yeah. I, had also, I like canceled my you, own argument. Yeah, I'm telling yeah. you, man. I just believe that. So that's I know what you're saying. For Motown to be so big, it's, not, it's no way that it was just R&B in the uh, atmosphere. So back to your story, though. So uh, you see the movie Breaking. After you see the movie Breaking, you get interested in the music. And then you actually start battle rapping because DJ Chokes. How did, what did DJ Chokes mean to you? Um, he was a high influence to me because he kind of like basically got me into the groove of what hip hop was, you know, the full meaning. Like he was just like a mentor to me and, you know, still to this day, um, you know, I don't know if y'all y'all familiarize with him or know who he is or whatnot, but well, no, we not um, give uh, give us a little background. On um, that. well, I mean, you know, he's been DJing, you know, for 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 some time, like practically all his life, and you know, he's like one of the like hip hop gurus, you know, to me, you know, just more so on the family end of things. And I want to say, like, when I got started in doing like rapping, he was actually gave me like kind of like a first type platform when yeah. he was DJing at my uncle's um housewarming party. Yeah, and then I don't know, I I think it was like ten years old, yeah, nine or ten or whatnot. And then he was like, "Yo, we about to do a um, about to do a rap battle," you know. Yeah. And I was over there with my cousins kicking it or whatever, you know. It just kind of like swung from there. So I'm just you know doing my thing, and then my brother. We was going at it with each other, or whatever, you know, like yo, we gonna battle each other. Yeah. And then you know when I went on and like do my thing, it was like body mode, you know. Yeah. So your body's your brother, basically. You What's know? the age difference? Um, he's I'm gonna say two years apart from me. Older yeah. or younger? Yeah, he's older. Well, what story would he tell about this? Battle I mean, he rap. probably don't even remember, man. <laughs> <laughs> he probably don't even remember. I used to body my brother in battle rap all the time. <laughs> that's, that's, not, that's not true. 
Yeah, uh, that's just absolutely not true. I'm not going to say all the time, you know what I'm saying? 90%. Okay, no, like 50%. No, that's equal. That's not the truth. But no, man, Chokes is doing a lot of things now. He's, you know, catering to like, you know, weddings and, you know, all type of different things that he's got going on, you know, traveling in and out of state. So now, is that your current DJ? No, no, no. He's like more so like, you know, like I said, mentor, holler at him, you know, here and there, keep tabs in with him or whatnot and just giving me pointers or whatever because, you know. We got our own journeys that we carving, but we always right. keep keep one aligned with one. Now, you mentioned your brother. Like, uh, how was life growing up with an older brother? And uh, where are you from in the city? Um, from from the west side originally. Um, mm-hmm. You know, my now, mom. Now, when niggas say originally, that mean they either moved to the suburbs or to the east side. So, which one was it? Um, <laughs> no, it ain't. ain't no, not originally. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know, just the origin, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. from the west side, you yeah. know. My mom had a house, got a house on six miles still to this day. Yeah. You know, and you know, yeah. we always that's that's where home grow. You know, yeah. I had um some time I spent over there um on seven mile in Livinois, yeah. you know, in the Livinois area. So okay. I'm I'm familiar with that area. I went yeah. to like Hel- ha- Hampton Elementary yeah. over there. So um, you know, I'm just West Sider, you yeah. know, more so to speak. Yeah, what about school? Did you go on to go to college and stuff like that? Um, yeah, I went to uh we she put us in like the Southfield public schools. She, okay. You know, she wanted to have a better education standpoint. So we went to yeah. Southfield, Lathrop. Um, and then after that I went to Specs Howard. Okay, know, okay. So, you know, School of Media Arts and yeah. whatnot too. So one of the coldest chicks I had in my life went to Southfield Lathrop, man. I <laughs> then I lost contact with her. Is that <laughs> right? Said, yeah, is that right? I, yeah. Is that what you gathered from that story? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Yeah, like, yeah, just just showing you. Huh? Yeah, 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 like yeah. I, I, I mean, I got I, I heard that before too. So I've been late. They got some of the goldish broads. I'm like, yo, man, y'all yeah. crazy. So yeah. I keep hearing you mention your mother, right? And uh-huh. then you have a song called "Dear Dad" that uh, you released in 2018. So uh-huh. on "Dear Dad," you explain some things that you and your father went through. Right. So how was that growing up? That you actually made the song to talk about what was going on with you and your father. Um, um, it was just more so um, a sensitive personal piece, you know, that I feel that I needed to get out. You know, yeah. it's just like me and my father, you know, we don't have the best relationship. You actually said you don't talk at all on this new project on the second song. Yeah, we don't, we don't speak, um, you know, and it's just more so a personal thing, you know, that I, that that that's a personal choice for me. You know, yeah. it's just just understanding, you know, you know, you protect your energy yeah. and how you deal with things. And, yeah. you know, it's at the end of the day like this, man. I still love my father to this day, you know, and if it was something that I wouldn't want you no bad or nothing to happen upon him, but it's like at the same time, I got to protect my energy because I got a family of my own, yeah. you know? Yeah, so now since we're talking about parents and you had this song, Dear Father, you also Dear say, Dad. oh yeah, sorry, Dear Dad, you also say on the first song on your newest project that you did some stuff to your mother that you can never forget. Kind of get into that. Like, um, what did you mean by Well, that? I mean, it's just some things, some t- personal choices that I made that kind of like, you know, made her feel like it was... um a little bit out of my character but it was just kind of like moving in a place where i was like making decisions trying to carve life and i i, I should have been thinking about it you know rationally you know more so to speak and just analyzing things differently how i should have done it so when you, you when you say thinking about it rationally do you think that it was uh your youth that made you think about it a certain way and now that you think now you think it's irrational because Lately, I've been thinking about like choices I made when mm-hmm. I was young. Like those are choices that a child would make. Like yeah. I, like even like Death Row, for example. Like people got a lot of stuff to say about Death Row, but when you really look back at it, mm-hmm. what would you would have done if you was 24, right. 25 on top of the world, right. millions of dollars? The world is your oyster. Some of those decisions that they made wasn't mm-hmm. technically bad decisions. But, they were yeah. decisions of people who were young yeah. and with a lot, with a with oh, a whole play. lot. So we make, we make a lot of decisions, you know, that are handed to us at an adolescent stage. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So we be young in the mind and we don't understand it. Like you know, if I if all of this would have happened to me at an early age, I probably have been 
fell off the face of the earth. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I'm just keeping it a buck. Yeah. You know? But now. Yeah, so that's kind of how, how I feel like uh, child stars, right? Yeah. Because we look at a child star as they grow up like, yo, they wilding and shit, mm-hmm. right? Not understanding that they're getting, they're growing into maturity. Right. Like we're children too looking at child stars. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, people think that they can grow up, but mm-hmm. the child star can't grow up. Exactly. You feel what I'm saying? So I kind of understand that. But with these choices, do you think that she felt like these were the wrong choices for you? Or did you feel like that they were wrong choices for you? I feel like... um on both ends, you yeah. know what I'm saying? See, because parents, what parents, uh, where they drop the ball often is they have this grand idea right. of who they want their child to be. Right. And then it's hard for them to deal with the reality of who their child turns out to be. Mm-hmm. Right. So they always want to embrace all the good shit you do. You go to school, you get a 4.0. Right. That's my baby. You go to school, you get a 4.0, but you get caught selling weed in the hallway. Mm-hmm. What were you thinking? Right. You know, I was thinking the same thing that I was thinking when I was doing this work, but right. I just might want to sell marijuana in school. Exactly. No harm, no foul. Right. Exactly. So they always tend to pull on to the good stuff, even with parents uh, who together they're not together you do something good you mama's baby you mm-hmm. do something bad you need to talk to your dad because you must get that from his side mm-hmm. of the family <laughs> right. so i think parents need to let children be who they're going to be right you feel what i'm saying i'm going to come into my own eventually mm-hmm. whether you like it or not whether you agree with the decisions or not mm-hmm. that's like when parents don't let their kids go off to uh schools far away my right. g let them go be them you right. did if you did what you're supposed to do you when you worried, release yeah. them into the wild mm-hmm. which is the world right. you feel what i'm saying <laughs> there we go when you release right. them into the wild you feel what I'm saying you right. shouldn't have you 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 be nervous because that's your child, but right. then you like I instilled in them what I felt like they should have. Mm-hmm. They should be good. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So. I, I agree, man. Like my mom to this day, you know we, it, she's never resented me throughout all the decisions. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Regardless of whatever it is, and to this day, like she's like one of my like not one, but my biggest fan. You know, so it's just it's all honesty, and she respected you know more than anything. Nah, you say also like that your grandma told you like you should hang it up. Yeah, like, like yeah, get into man. that son. How did you <laughs> that's feel? Man. Crazy. That, that's wow. all, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, Hold on, is grandma a rap fan before you? Nah. Okay, man. so that's nah. all crazy. Wow. Um, my grandmother, man, like even with her, like I haven't even really spoke to her either. You know? Nah, is this your dad's mom or yeah, your mom's my dad's mom? Oh, okay, you know, and um, I just. She had my my sister had called me and was like, I guess they were having a conversation and she was telling her like he just need to like hang it up. He's like going through a phase and like it's a phase to me. Like, you know what I'm saying? I look at it as like grandparents are supposed to be like that that cornerstone outlet to be, you know, that 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 person you go to, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know, when everything is at ease, like when you feel like the world is honing down on you, you know, you go highlight your 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 OOGs, you feel me? Yeah. So that's that situation is like when I heard it, man, anything that I take that somebody that I may may have said to me or anything, I don't never take it to where I'm like deep in my emotions about it. I just channel it into music, you know? Yeah, right. So that's that's my outlet. You know, that's what was given to me. I'm not going to call a person and be like, oh, you feel like this? or No, no, you, no. I, I feel like you should, though, yeah. because, see, grandparents, like, I don't talk to uh, my grandmother, and mm. that's my only living grandmother, and I don't talk to her, and that's cool with me, and, yeah. I don't, and she don't talk to me, obviously, either, because right. it's not like she beating down my door to call. Right. But I think people, it's cool if you feel like you don't, like, people think, that's your grandma, man, how yeah, dare yeah, you? Man. But, I'm telling bro, you, if, 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 if we ain't seeing eye to eye, I, yeah. I, you don't get no pass because you're my grandma. If, exactly. if you if you do something yeah. that 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 I don't agree with, right? Well, you don't get no pass if you're a family member. With period. Us, period. Exactly. Because 
you can't pick your family, but that don't mean they could treat you or say to, to like you. you're not. Right. I'm not gonna let somebody on the street talk to me crazy. Yeah, I don't I care think, if yeah. you my mother's mother. I don't not talk to my grandma, but that just was an example because <laughs> yeah. he don't talk to her. Right. And people and first of all, we twins, so people think like they automatically assume they, he don't yeah, talk to he her. Don't think they're like the same yeah. person. Like I don't have a and uh, I don't feel bad for not talking to grandma. I mean, I care about her. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, that's what you I ain't got to. Yeah, yeah, I could I could feed you with a long handle spoon. Exactly, and that's you could love a person from afar. That don't mean my love is not there for you at yeah, all. Like you said, you want to protect your, your energy, energy, man. And I'm yeah. big, I'm really big on that. It's I'm, I'm looking at life from energy and investments. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That's yeah. how I'm looking at life: energy and investments. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, so speak about investments. Like, what's some investments that you into? Um, I mean, as far as with like, it doesn't even have to be monetary. Yeah. I'm just talking about like you could be investing in your energy with your um with your loved ones, with your family, with your kids. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It can be business. It can be you know people that just in general like everything in this, in this this life to me is an investment. Like you go yeah. to the gym, you work out, you know, you pay a membership. That's an investment. You eating the right foods. That's an investment. You know, you yeah. either going to make a good choice when you invest in or a bad choice and you're going to re- reap the good benefits or it's going to be bad benefits, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. So I just look at just like I said, energy and investments. I'm just kind of really taking it as on a mental state of where how. Do I have time and energy to invest into this situation? You know what I'm saying? We got to really dissect it like we, you know, we spend money not knowing we spend money knowing how much we have, but we waste time not know, not knowing how much we have. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's a cold line, man. So it's just like that's yeah. really when you really dissect the situation. It's like we gotta really like it ain't just about money. You yeah. know, it's about our energy. Yeah. It's about our time. It's about investing what we what we got, what we feel that we have. You know, yeah. and I don't want to put any sort of energy into like what's going on with my pops and my my grandmother and all of them because they got to figure out they own. You know, right. they got the situation. Yeah. You know, what's going yeah. on with y'all to make y'all feel a way to what y'all keep doing? I'm yeah. good over here, you know? Yeah. Now, how has fatherhood impacted your life uh, due to the relationship that you have with your father? Um, It honestly, it make me really, 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 really view things from a different perspective. You know what I'm saying? You know, to not really put too much on my son, but to make him realize that you are going to go about life in a different direction because I'm, I need to I, I need to guide you here. I'm not going to make these mistakes. You know, it's, it sounds kind of cliche, but I'm not going to make the same mistakes my dad did. And that's for that's everybody. actually not cliche because I think uh, I gonna say cliche. Parents, I guess, parents yeah. fail to see their mistakes. Right. 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 So your dad probably don't see his mistakes. So he yeah. probably don't understand, like, exactly. how could you be upset at him? Mm-hmm. But it's like, my G, like, it's these evident. couple instances, because kids hold on to that. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? So when you say, I'm not going to make them same mistakes, you're not going to make the mistakes that your father made. But right. to your son, you go make some mistakes. Right. And because you just said you was trying to, you want to guide him. Mm-hmm. You can show him the path mm-hmm. and you could turn the light on. But he got a choice. He got to walk down that path how, how himself. Man, he's he about to be two in October. Yeah. Oh, man, you about to go through it. Listen, I got you know, a two-year-old at the crib right now. I know, man. <laughs> <sighs> I know, man. They terrible, too. That's what they nicknames come with. But, you know, that that's that, that's because uh, I think between the point of uh, two and 18 five. months or, yeah, their brain is consuming the most for yeah. their little bodies. Like, they right. don't even know how much they, they consume. They're a sponge. Yeah, yeah right. absorbing so much. I remember my daughter couldn't walk, talk, none of that. Now she flipping off the couch and all that, and she don't know. that it, she It's cool to her. And yeah. I'm like, you don't fuck yourself up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I just hope I'm not hearing your mama here when you do it. So you can blame it on her, yeah. Not blame it on her, <laughs> but every parent feels like that. Like, if something happens, right. I don't want to be like <laughs> 
there, there. No, you know I what I'm saying? Yeah. I get it 100%. But a thousand percent. How did fatherhood change your life, AJ? Because you've been a father for, for a, a minute. long time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. I got two daughters. I got my oldest daughter. Like, uh, she's a fucking genius. And it just made me pay attention to. Uh, it just made me pay attention more. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because if you got a boy or a girl, it don't matter. They want to walk, talk, and act like you. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. But like, you. mirror ain't the word because right. every, I mean, even down to putting your flip flops on because you got two pair and you got a pair on. Man. She want to put a pair on. You feel what I'm saying? And, uh, I think black women got, you feel what I'm saying? So having a daughter, like, I, that's how I nurture her, right? right? You could do whatever you want to because the power ain't you because you got, you feel mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And you go dictate this and you go control this. Right. I'm just here to make sure that you understand that. Right. You go be who you go be. Mm-hmm. I'm going right. to love you regardless. Right. It don't I mean, matter. That, you ain't yeah. never got to move. My right. daughters never have to move out. You feel what I'm saying? That right. don't mean they can start having babies and shit and, move, and everybody moving. Right. But my daughters never had to move out till they ready. You yeah. feel what I'm saying? And the mistakes, I'm not going Go make that my parents make i teach them about finances early mm-hmm. you gotta think i've been in the workforce since i was five because i started getting my hands dirty with my grandfather mm-hmm. but nobody was teaching me about banking and finances and mm-hmm. all of that so what i make sure i make sure i teach her about finances not money because it's finances right you feel what i'm saying it's a whole lot it's to go with that yeah she i was 18 before I had a bank account. You feel mm-hmm. what I'm saying? She, she got way. four. Right. You feel what I'm saying? And I tell her this year, this for what it, cause she don't have to go to college cause I'm against college cause it's the biggest scam yeah, other than, uh, America. So the me? second right. biggest scam is college cause right. America is the first one. So I teach her like, look, this is for this. You feel what I'm saying? This is when you turn 18. You got a trust fund with mm-hmm. your sister and your, it, it, I got it set up where it can never not be money in it because right. The legacy I want to leave is I left something for y'all. What y'all do with that? I ain't here. I ain't got mm-hmm. to, just don't right. give it to a nigga. But when you, you feel when you, what I'm saying? When you pass, you don't want to make it seem like when my when I when I leave this earth, I want to make it feel like I ain't even like like you couldn't even tell I'm gone. Right. What well, you mean when you leave it in the uh yeah. physical? Yeah. Because yeah. spiritually, I don't yeah. think you never leave. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Exactly. So that's that's how it changed me. Yeah, it just well, made me pay attention more. Fatherhood kind of scared me at first. Like the thought of it, like mm-hmm. actually made me sick. Like oh my god! Like somebody <laughs> look up. You know what I'm saying? So like you're responsible. You're responsible for somebody. For somebody. And then I was. Oh, I was 34 when I had my child. You know yeah, what I'm saying? You almost so, made it, my G. Yeah, I, I don't know what made it is, but I know what you mean. Yeah, because yeah. I, you know what I'm saying. So once I seen my daughter, though, I'm like, wow, I'm really responsible for somebody, yeah. and it's been on and cracking ever since. And right. everybody like say they want a son. Every guy you talk to, I want a son. I want a son. Right. If everybody has sons, it ain't gonna be no more people. Yeah. And I wanted a daughter, though. You right. know what I'm saying? Like I couldn't. Like I was. I was happy when I found out I had was having a daughter, but I was fake acting like, oh, man. But the first thing I did was went out and got her a Lakers onesie. That's the first thing I ever bought her. Right. And this little motherfucker has the nerve to be a Boston Celtics fan. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man, that hurt. Yeah. Hey, we was nigga, watching I don't Lakers even understand. Versus Celtics. No, I don't even understand why you let her bring that in the house. Listen, I'm about to tell you. Yeah. We was watching the Lakers versus Celtics documentary, the 30 for 30, when yeah. the joints was like, it was three of them. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And we watching it, and she little, and she getting super excited every time the Celtics do something. So I said, wait a minute, you on the other team. We Lakers. I had to go show her the picture of her in the onesie, the very first picture you can't she trust ever her took. Dog. Yeah, me and her, yeah. <laughs> but I figured out dog. why she likes the Boston Celtics. What? Because the logo is yeah. a little cartoon. I mean, a little midget dude. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And the Lakers logo that, that was just, look, that yeah, it, it looked, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I told her, like, once you get older, you know what I'm saying? It's sink or swim, my baby. It ain't going to be no green and white up in here. Yeah. It ain't going to be no green and white. But I got her. 
we're set up though for life. You know what I'm saying? I even got a plan to buy some land, put the house that I live in right now on that land. And when she turns 14, 15, mm-hmm. and her and her mother go through the grand teenage mother conflict thing, hey, you know what? You can go live in that house right there that's right around the, that's a few steps away from the house. You can pay rent. You can stay here. You can do all this. And if you ever do decide to leave everything that you ever paid me, I'm giving back to you in a plastic in a bag. Like, here you go. Go start mm-hmm. your life. You can even you, you, can, you don't have to leave and you got your own place. Like, mm-hmm. so yeah, go nice. in your house. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. So let's talk about the Real Carter Tour. Now, how did you become a part of that? Um, I came a part of that, actually, um, one of the... Uh, coordinators from the tour that reached out to me via social media and you know they made a comment on a picture that i posted like hey we tap in with us we got a real good platform we building you know and i just followed up and then one thing led to another we kind of researched it dissected everything and found out the rail carter culture tour and what it was and you know we found out who was all behind it and seeing if it was lucrative and one thing led to another we went out to uh the first date which was new york and um, did a performance and we seen that it was an independent base artist tour where you know information panelists um you know all things revolving around culture and you know giving game and insight to people so you know finding out the people that were behind it it was like okay this is this is dope you know so from there um one thing led to another i just kept following up with the tour and just wanting to focus on building relationships you know with the team and rail personally and then you know from there we just was going city to city traveling just really building momentum you know next thing you know we doing all different things like albums and you know, doing things personally and, and, you know, working with folks just in and out of, you know, on the Rock Nation level. And, you know, it's just been real, real a good benefit for us. Yeah, that's dope. That's yeah. dope. So, like, tell us about some tour experiences, some things you learned from some tour experiences, good or bad. Um, I would say um, coordination, um, a lot of coordination and things like with how, you know, people kind of handle themselves on the tour and, you know, what we need to do better and what we need to come and bring to the table and how we need to exhaust the full benefit and not, you know, relying on just anyone. Um, So I don't really have like any like bad things or anything like that, you know, or other than, you know, it's just that we just need to be all on one accord, you know, of course. But other than that, that's just, that's that's just human, you know. But other than that, you know, we just kind of go about it as like, look, we're going to take it with a grain of salt and we're going to do what we got to do to make sure we all benefit from it, you know. It's either sink or swim. Yeah, so speak about uh, some of your musical influences. I hear uh, some current influences in your Mm -hmm. music. So speak about like some people who may influence you musically, whether it be on the production side or the artist side or something like that. Um, well, really, um, just more so anybody that's come, that's, 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 has a statement, you know, that they're making or telling a story, that's something that's going to be beneficial, not for just self, but for other people, you know, like I said, you know, current influences, of course, you know, the, the J. Coles, the, the, the new legend people, you know, the, the Kendricks and all of these different folks. But now what would know, make these people legends to you? Honestly, man, cause of what they're doing newly in hip hop to me, um, I can't really say how what they'll do, you know, along the lines when it comes down in the history of hip hop, I can't call that. But to me, I just feel like it was an error, you know, that this just really spoke to me. Now, differently, I would say um, I'm a fan of the golden age, you know, too. Like, well, uh, you gonna have to define that for me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, just like I would say more so um, like how Nas, you know, the, the, the Biggies, the Nas, the the Tupacs, um, I would say the African Bambada, 
All of them. All of them. Yeah. You can't mention them. And no, that's real because African Bambada got some real, some real deep allegations that right. I believe. So, right. So African Bambada and hip hop don't go together. I mean, I mean, but you know, it's, it's, it was, it's, it's, it was no, something I mean, that. No, yeah, yeah. I feel because you. if we said that about somebody else. I'm not cool with none of that shit. Right. You feel none of it. You feel what I'm saying? And mm. my nigga, you necessarily can't rap as far as African right. band body. You feel what I'm saying? But <laughs> it was I, more techno shit anyway. Yeah, like, that's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, but we gonna skip past that. But we gonna uh, keep it though, cause that nigga gotta know how niggas feel about him. That shit uh-huh. ain't flying in uh-huh. Inkster, Michigan. For real, you feel what I'm saying, and that's just what it is. And anybody got something to say? I ain't talking about you, but you know he still got niggas with him, and it's like my nigga, y'all better Mm -hmm. go on here on with that sucker shit. Now you said the golden age, and I said define that because people Mm -hmm. say that's the golden age. Mm -hmm. I beg to differ Mm -hmm. because all of that time frame that you mentioned, Mm -hmm. the artist wasn't. Getting making no money. You you are artist, even if you are executive producer. Mm -hmm. I feel like the golden age hip hop is right now, and this is why Mm. it's more artist friendly to make money. Right? right, it's all these platforms. It's an artist we never heard of who doing a show with four thousand people mm-hmm. on a tour that we never heard of. Right, right? so that to me that's golden because I'm for the artist empowerment. Oh, yeah. But it's still people from the earlier stages that can hang with those people mm-hmm. and still drop. Good music, decent music, and they got right packed shows. But the right now has never been the best artist empowered like like now. It's been it's been different. It was different back. I get what you're saying. I was okay. I guess not putting it as a golden age, but like more the nineties. Yeah, Yeah. I'm saying I would say more more so to speak. And the reason I like I said the the whole man bother situation is like my grandfather and them kind of like. I was like tuned out when I was listening to it. It was kind of weird to me, but it was dope at the same time. But it's no disrespect, no shade or nothing like that. That's why I said that. But, you know, in particular, like more so to speak, like the 90s and moving on forward. Yeah. That's yeah. more so like my era. Like I'm, 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 I don't think, uh, into that. Yeah, I don't think that they were actually looking toward the future of music in the 90s. And, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't think they knew what hip hop be would become. I think they were uh, just, they knew it wasn't a fad. They knew it, it would mm. be around, but they didn't understand, like, this shit is in cereal commercials, Clorox mm-hmm. commercials. Like, the shit took over the world. Right. And I'm the only thing I don't like about, <laughs> that's what I don't like about yeah, it, is, uh, like, don't sell me no cereal rapping, man. Like, right. those cereal, <laughs> nigga, they sell fucking soap, yeah, everything. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. that, that's the exploitation, and that's the part of it I hate. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But that's the business side of it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, I can't get mad at yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, because I'm, but, I'm, I mean, I I can't get mad at that, but I understand it. You yeah, feel what yeah, I'm saying? What like, I'm we saying. live in America, right? America right. is the uh, exploitation capital of the world. So when they see something bubbling, like, the first thing they think is, how can we get in this, rape it, pillage it, yeah. and move on yeah. to the next? Oh, yeah. You feel what I'm Hands saying? Down. And it's just, that's what I was saying. It just stood the test of times because yeah. over and over, like, Every everybody is getting they just yeah, do it. How pra- they play we other people? Create everything. Like, it's not practically yeah, we created. Created. Yeah, like yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying. You know what I mean. But you know they no. they they want to control the narrative and all of that, yeah. man. So it's yeah. like I mean you got to think about this, right? Yeah. America love to hate black people, but they love what we bring to the table. Man, oh, man. You feel what I'm saying? Everything we bring to the table. And then like if uh, a white person do it, it's like a phenom, mm-hmm. right? You feel what I'm saying? So this is how I feel, right? Because it's white rappers and they automatically excel, so people think, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think rap music is exclusive to black people, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't think the business of rap music is exclusive to white execs. Mm-hmm. That's my issue. Until it's some black executives, in the, in the chair, and some real yeah. black, like, 
I shouldn't have to have a a a, a, a pastor, black would you department like to type of in? music. The, the you pastor feel what I'm would saying? like to type mm-hmm. in because every department of music is black to right, me. Right. You feel what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. that that's my issue. Like, no, black rap music isn't mm-hmm. exclusive to black people, but the business of rap music isn't exclusive to white execs. So who you think at fault for that though? I mean, uh, everybody well, it's, at fault it, because it's, it's just the system. I yeah. wouldn't say anybody is at fault. You got to look at the history of music. Period. Mm-hmm. So it was always the Jewish businessman, the black. <laughs> Uh, the black artist like my favorite part in Cadillac Records is is when Wolf Speak told on. dog told dog mm-hmm. nah this my car I pay for this I only want what I deserve right. like, uh, you ain't doing me no favors and the look on the executive's face let him know that technically this guy gonna be a problem cause he gonna go around telling him like yo don't do no favors get what you owe and that's it don't don't advance me nothing to get. I don't need no Cadillac so I got this you, truck so do you think like 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 white musicians um, are at fault for a lot of this stuff. Like, I mean, like, say for instance, like, just hyper- hypothetically, um, you know, white musicians that are in tune with music, like that, just love it. Like, say they're a kid and they just love and fall in love with music, and they go off and they platform themselves, and then they they're highly successful. And then you get all these darts and targets thrown at them, and they like, oh, he's just you know a white artist, and you uh, know, I'm gonna say and, I'm gonna say no because what people fail to realize is starting out when mm-hmm. you had to get a record deal, everybody getting the same deal. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? But not, everybody not, not getting the not same really, push. No, the it's, same. You yeah. think so? Everybody got like eight points. Michael okay. Jackson started with eight points. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Uh, whoever started with eight points. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing is, everybody didn't get the same push. So if oh, you yeah, got, yeah. if you want Interscope, right, and you a black artist, a rapper, mm-hmm. right, and did Eminem on Interscope, and mm-hmm. he's a white artist, a rapper, the push he got was magnificent. It went to MTV, mm-hmm. but instead of just MTV, it also went to BET, because right. he got a gang of niggas behind him, mm-hmm. right? Now, you can't go to MTV, because mm-hmm. you don't got a gang of white boys standing in your video right. looking hard and shit, mm-hmm. so that's the push. So, that's what I'm saying. If everybody right. get the same push, but that's the machine. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? The machine want to push their narrative, right? Yeah. The great white hype. Think about boxing you yeah. feel what i'm saying these white boys ain't getting they ain't beating these niggas mm-hmm. but they ain't fighting them either right but they look so but when they, when we meet up in the street i beat your ass right ain't no cameras on mm-hmm. when we meet up in the streets i wrap circles around you ain't right. no cameras on mm-hmm. but i actually know if i do that and somebody peep that mm-hmm. i'm gonna get blackboard anyway mm-hmm. you feel what i'm saying so yeah. the push different and that's why it's called a machine mm-hmm. you feel what i'm saying and that's why you would think not you personally but i'm saying that's why people would think like oh master p a phenomenon mm-hmm. cash money a phenomenon my nigga that's how it's supposed to go. Right. I'm not taking what you give me. I know what I'm worth. I'm going to do it like this. I'm going to do it my way. Now we can get in a business together, mm-hmm. but you're not going to tell me when I can drop records. P dropped a record every week for yeah. years. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That was unheard who, who, of. Who else could do that? Because right. you're not going to tell me. Yeah. Only oh, big gotcha. label. You you're not, yeah. Right. You're not going to tell me what I can do. Yeah. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? So I just think the push be different. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's evident. You feel what I'm saying? It's evident when you see... Uh, the awards being handed out. Mm-hmm. Come on, yeah. bro. Oh yeah, how, we know that. Man. Come on, bro. How how Mac Macklemore, you had a nice single, but you ain't had an album of the year. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? The rap album of the year. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Post Malone, you make good folk songs, but nigga, you ain't shouldn't even be in the rap category. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? But then currently we got a black young man doing what is country music, and they say, oh, that ain't country. Why? Because oh, yeah. he's black. Country, yeah. country is rap. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? That's also, the that's country was started by black people. Everything and, and every was. instrument they use comes and, from but that's what yeah. i'm saying though so so we can embrace post malone the people who do because i don't you feel what i'm saying because i see through the phony so we can embrace post malone as a, a culture 
but then they can't embrace something black. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Right. On 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 the on the surface, they don't embrace it. But then when you go to their shows, it's packed out mm-hmm. with country fans because right. some of this stuff be fake outrage. You feel what I'm saying? Right. But some of it be real outrage. But that's my thing. Like the push just got to be the same. Post Malone don't make no better music than. Uh, whoever across the doing the same thing, mm-hmm. he just got the bigger push. Yeah, yeah. He's palatable to the majority. Yeah. So, yeah. What was that 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 spicy word you just used? Palatable. palatable. <laughs> palatable. <laughs> that that yeah. which really means he's white and he's safe. You yeah. feel what I'm yeah. saying? So, like, no, and so, then, so he he identifies with the with the majority. Yeah, and so the masses, really, yeah. what really what y'all talking about, right? Is is culture versus com- commercialism, mm-hmm. right? And so I was thinking about it earlier this week. Um, like satire versus parody, right? And mm. so we know it's satire. I see, I see you say that. Right. Yeah. And so satire is, you know, it's, a, it's like it can be funny, but it, the ultimate goal is to make you think. And parody right. is like, you know, exaggeration that can make you think, but its ultimate goal is to be funny. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're talking about culture. Culture, let's say, is satire. And let's say parody is commercialism. So in the satire pile, we got... Don't be a menace, right? Mm-hmm. It's everybody shit. Hood yeah. classic. Right. Uh, right. No, classic. Take everybody well, no, yo, classic. So, okay, yeah. Because so you got to think about this. I'm about to hit you with some heavy game. Uh-huh. After Don't Be a Menace, that's when you start seeing those type of movies. Being made. Being made. So that's my next point, right? Is that in genre, it's a parody. But in intent, it's the satire, satire in the sense that it made fun of a whole genre of, of, of the of, series of, of movies, yeah, yeah, which was just like you know what we call black coming of age tales. What is what, what is what we really identify today is like uh, selling us trauma. we don't we don't call it that because you know how we feel about that. You but, feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And they, I'm talking about them black movies because it just, exactly they sold us trauma to where we desensitized. Well, you so feel what I'm saying? I, I have a completely different feeling about it, right? Because and I and so I'm kind of speaking from a privileged perspective. I didn't really have to go through a lot of shit that the characters in the movie went through. Like <laughs> right, I lived right. around it, mm-hmm. and I had homeboys who did it, but that wasn't really you know my path to. And so I can watch uh, Boys in the Hood and stuff like that with a different level of of, of empathy, right? And, and and in real life, the majority of people who watch Boys in the Hood, the young guys, y'all actually identify with Trey, and y'all try people try exactly. to clown Trey. Like Trey was the realest in the movie. Hey, bro, I'm not cut for this. I. I, of course, I lost my homeboy, but dope boy, you that nigga. You already got bodies <laughs> right. and shit. Let me out yeah. the car, bro. Like, and then what ain't nothing wrong with that. You're not right. weak or none of that shit. Like, you you did you're what you was strong because you thought because, yourself. Yeah, I mean, like, not even weak or strong, but like you you self aware, right? But you know, and, like, people you try to, to lose your life over, yeah, right, yeah. you know, over being self aware, over knowing who you are, and like mm-hmm. so many people do lose their life over there, right? And so we made a genre of movies about life or death, really coming down to do you know who you are, mm-hmm. and. It was funny that the Wayne's brothers made a movie about that genre because there were some critical components that you know that right. needed to be talked about. But then every movie that they made after that in the parody genre was super whitewashed. Yeah. It was comedy. Yeah. It was straight up parody. Yeah. It was scary movie. White it was chicks. not another date movie. It yeah. was white chicks. Yeah. It was yeah. not another teenage movie. You know yeah. what I mean? And so that's kind of what they just that, that's they take it and run with it. And I listen, I ain't mad at that though, right? Because this is how I feel, right? And this is probably. Uh, I feel like that's what niggas get because y'all keep letting them do it. Yeah. Like, period. Like, how many times can a nigga do this to you and you accept it? You accept it. Like, how, like, taking Lil Nas X off the charts because of y'all, because y'all don't think it's, um, country. country. That's blatant racism. 
<laughs> you know, I mean, what they I'm did saying? the same shit to Beyonce, right? When she dropped it, uh, right? But that's what the I'm saying. Daddy lesson shit, right? Yeah, so, Nigga, they'll do it to Beyonce. They'll do it to Lil Nas. X. But this is what I'm saying, though. So fuck they charts. When did these charts become the standards? Like, mm-hmm. the, like who 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 is Billboard to say who can be like my song is number one in the country when you turn on these radio stations? Well, right? we, but but Billboard is a part of Nielsen, which is a number yes, system. Yeah. But also, we know that Billboard is convoluted compared to how records and songs were charted back in the day. Yeah, versus when we were growing up, like any. Time that DJ Khaled can have seven singles charting, and mm. you think that's like forward progress and stuff, but still end up at number two and be upset right. about that. That and means that, that, that it's a lot paid for about play. the flaw. <laughs> that, that, but that's what I'm saying. Like, in order for somebody to make a fuss the way that he made a fuss, lets me know that you paid to be number one. Because if you get beat out to be number one, what is your argument? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just because, right? That's what I'm saying. Just because you're not hip to who number one was, that's your fault for not being tuned in to who was dropped. You used to be the one that people were scared to drop with now it's a it's a free-for-all market like i got i got more fans more people are good plus how the streaming and the record sales work like they they let it we letting them give us the narrative each and every time and then we accept it and then get mad at it you i don't accept the narrative i don't accept the narrative that if you go to college you're not a street nigga those two things do not like i know plenty of street niggas who went to college got degrees and who would knock you down Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying i don't i don't subscribe to the any of the scenarios that they have ever given us because I'm unlearning all of that. Like people mm-hmm. like I'm unlearning all of that. Like everybody who rap is art. Whatever art you do, you are great at your art. Like you don't like some people don't understand that real artists they don't even get discovered till after they die. Like everybody, Man. Basquiat this, Basquiat that. Right. When Basquiat was alive, you Nobody. niggas in the hood had no yeah. clue who he was. No Y'all clue. ain't even know what a pen and a uh, uh, that he was painting. Mm-hmm. Now everybody on Basquiat and his painting selling for millions of dollars. That could be you. A band called Death. That have you ever seen that documentary about where rock and roll started at in Detroit? And it was the brothers, and I think it was it's, it's called a, uh, it was on yeah. Netflix. Yeah. It was called a band called Death, and they didn't get to hit. Their their kids tore. tore. To their music, like with a whole new Make fan base, mm. but it's the same music that they was putting out way back when. Sometimes you don't get it when you think you deserve it. If you right. in it for the artistry, art, yeah. if you in it for the art, be an artist. If you in it for the business, learn a business. If this is strictly business, how you still getting fucked over? Right. <laughs> how do you go into it saying this is strictly business? Yeah. I don't give a fuck about because that's what everybody say. Oh, this business, this business, and you still getting fucked over. So that means a, you're not taking a business serious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People think that it's only one way to do business. Right? Yeah, exactly. And so, and so that's why that's why back in the nineties and the early two thousands, and like like really historically, right, with the music business, every a, a shitty deal is your initiation. And it don't have and to it be don't have to be that, and it doesn't have to be that way. But for a long time, because that was the status quo, it's just kind of what you do. It's like whatever makes some paper. Yeah, and then if you say no, I ain't doing that, then you difficult. Well, I be difficult because I know what my art. Is worth you feel what I'm saying, right? Like I don't even. With, I'm sorry to cut you off, but even yeah. how the, the 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 albums are are like, how do everybody album cost ten dollars at one point? Like mm-hmm. if, if if this is good and this is bad, how are you telling me that I'm paying the same price for the 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 great shit? And the bad shit that that takes away from the art. Mm, yeah, well, so this point. is the thing because what, and so again, culture versus commercialism, right? Or a commodity is that when something is for the culture, that's when you consider in like the intangible qualities of it, the spirit of it, the right. like how it make you feel or to make you think about shit like that. But when it's something that is meant to be sold, it's really distilled into a formula, and so everybody's album is ten dollars because that's what the algorithm <laughs> saying. <laughs> right? Yeah, right. say that. Who right. made that word? <laughs> this is, this, that's a that's the, the uh, algorithm. Well, the algorithm. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah, a new word. That, right? That's so much. 
But, but no, yeah, it's, it's something that's been it's algorithms is like just you know. I mean rhythm. If you yeah, just really yeah. want to be simple about it, like the rhythm of how shit flows yeah, is that yeah. you know X amount of people is gonna listen to this, and mm-hmm. this is how this. This is the cheapest that we yeah. can accommodate it and still make a profit. This is the what well, we can make the most money out of and give mm-hmm. you the least because it's, it's never made sense to me, right? And you are artists, right? So do this make sense to you? I'm gonna say, hey, Paris Noel, I think you're really dope. Mm-hmm. We go sell this product, but I'm only giving you eight cents for every unit you sell, and we're gonna make the rest we're gonna make nine dollars no that don't make no that don't make no sense that's why i can't even understand like how they would let that go on now granted i you know i don't know people predicament i mean some people never had a thousand dollars so just imagine a thought of a check for a quarter million you Mm -hmm. feel what i'm saying but that's why you don't want the advance like 21 savage said that really should i ever heard I ain't I ain't take no advance, so you know that deal was real. You feel mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So this means it don't matter it, what I sell. I'm gonna make more than you because yeah. I'm already in the black once it drop. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? I'm in the clear. Now yeah. that's what I like about J Cole because he was doing all his production. He getting paid twice as twice. the artist, as the producer, yeah. and I'm in the black. When you look you on his credits, yeah. when you look on his credits, there ain't nobody else on the credits. Well, but that's also to his detriment because we don't know how he sound on other production. I'm mm-hmm. sure he's made music with other people. Oh, yeah, but yeah, yeah. come on, bro. Like we. But I get that you. too, though. Like, yeah. but it's it's his his. his he his art, yeah, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like, just because such and such is the best producer, and people are saying that I'm a great artist, that don't, don't mean, mean I'm working together. Yeah. 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 Like people, if people that's think like that, using uh, acrylic and watercolors. Like, just because somebody good with acrylic, I'm better with watercolor. I stick with this. That's like mm-hmm. paint shit. You got to yeah. do what's right for you. Yeah. 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 So, uh, what's right for you is you gonna have to spit sixteen. Oh man, here y'all go. You know it's cause, hey, <laughs> disclaimer, rappers, if you come up here, first of all, we're not a hip hop show. Yeah. We just two brothers who love hip hop. I don't love this shit like my nigga baby mm. said. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were brother. I love the culture and the heritage yeah. and then some new records. But uh yeah. if you're a rapper, come up here and rap and uh just have your 16 in your head though. Don't pull right. out your phone. Right. Cause when I say we used to battle, like we really used to battle niggas, but it wasn't disrespectful battle. This 95, 96, 93. Right. We just rapping and whoever got the whoever the, the crowd pick got the best reaction. So which was usually us. Yeah, and we used to really freestyle. So if you come up here and you are a rapper, even if you have a verse in your head that you want to spit, just don't pull out your phone and do it. You know what right. I'm saying? That's and just about. don't have it on the album because nine times out of we because we I listen, listen to, to the album. Yeah, <laughs> <listen to> <laughs> And I'm going to tell y'all niggas this too, right? Y'all rappers coming up here don't want to spit. I just had an illustrator up here. He spit He spit 16 verse. off right. the rip. Yeah, yeah, right. I'm with I'm Let's with go. It. What we got? All right. And if you hard, keep going. Right. <laughs> Create for the coaches what you're supposed to. That's what my uncle told me. And always kick out with soulful and make an impact on people's life to show why you chosen. You get one, you get one, you get one. Everybody gets rovers. Who would have thought I'd be this writer like I was my Nona? I ain't trying to wait till December to show them the coders. Even when I'm blinded from afar, I can see why I'm going. Fuck them over. This for that girl in Villanova that's full of emotions. To let you know I know where you come from with stories over tears. Shedding you in disbelief that it's really over. The media make means about it to blog the exposure. Two of my best friends now became ones that I hope for. That's the protos and vocals. Cause one to hear me out and the other would say what I said back to me how I'm supposed to. This shit is therapy. I speak and listen as you notice. Yeah, okay, now let's talk about um beautifully flawed. Right. Now, this is your first full-length project. Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Full length project. Yeah. 
And who handled? Uh, uh, so three songs that uh, stuck out. out stuck stuck out to me. Right. Okay, the first one was uh, Moments. Could you uh, who 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 produced that? Take us through that session. Um, Moments was actually coming from a producer that's located out of Delaware. Yeah, his name is Sage Sound. Um, he reached out to me on the internet. It's so funny how the story had worked. I was looking at his page and heard some beats yeah. actually, and one of them stuck out to me. And then he hopped in my DM. And was like, yo, I think you would sound dope on this. It's the same beat. Same beat. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. dog, that's crazy. That's the universe. You know what I'm saying? So I had, t- I took it. I'm like, yo, this this mug groovy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He had sent it to me. He had trusted me. He like, yo, man, send it, send it to me. Send me the whole everything or whatever. And I just cooked it up. I'm like, yo, check it out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he just was like mind babble from there. And then from there, we just was got to doing the, the split sheet paperwork and yeah. communication with each other. And was you like, hear that split sheet paperwork. Go. That means that they made sure all the business was correct. Oh, yeah, man. Then, then they put it on the project. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And what was one that stuck out to you, bro? Uh, what's the first song called? Um, being the, being the, be the Change. Yeah, yeah. That, that stuck out to me. I felt like that's a great way to open an album. You mentioned a couple of things that was going on in your life. So mm-hmm. kind of walk me through that. That's actually where you said the stuff about uh, you and your mom. Mm-hmm. So like what made you want to open an album with that? Um, I felt like it just needed to be, say, a statement in the beginning, you know, just to kind of hit them straight to it to let you know where this is, where I'm about to take you, yeah. you know, opening up my world, you know, because, yeah. you know, the introduction, you know, you got to really kind of like give them like the hypothesis, yeah. you know, type of situation. So just to let you know, to get a feel of where I'm setting the tone at and, you know, be the change. I wanted to just stick out and keep that going, you know, to let people know, don't matter how much you get lost into this album, always remember to come back to, you know, common rule number one is being the change. All right. So what's your favorite album on that pro- uh, oh, project? I mean, your favorite song on that project. Um, favorite song on there? Um, I don't really have a favorite, man. I just, I enjoy just the message in general, yeah. you know, just be the change. You feel me? Yeah. Like realizing that you need to change, you know. Stay, becoming the change and staying the change. Yeah. So it's not really in particular. No well, favorite. you don't want to stay the change because you go have to change throughout various. Oh, I think he's like, saying consistently, consistently changing. Like yeah. But changing. what's the change that you're looking to do? Um, growth, yeah. self development, growth. You know, happiness over all things, man. I don't care what nobody say. Yeah. Happiness, man. Like pure happiness. Like deep down inside, really defining that you're happy. Like throughout all of the adversity, throughout all of the the trial and error that you go through. Man, pure happiness, man. What like, make you happy at your purest form, purest state? Honestly, man, just really going about life and just and, and, and just like knowing that you just you 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 purpose filled. Yeah, what's your purpose? Like my purpose is just to really go out into this world and not just and just be selfless. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? In a sense to where it's like I can put myself in not only in better situations but other people you okay. know what i'm saying do things with good people like you know i want everything five years ten years along the line from now i want everything that i touch to be golden you know yeah. what i'm saying i want to see our brothers flourish you yeah. know what i'm saying and that's not no facade or nothing like i speak yeah. this all the time like 100 yeah. yeah. you know what i'm saying whatever we whatever way we can do and just just see betterness within our people just in general you know what i'm saying right. so that's how I'm, I'm looking at it, like just going about life with purpose. Like life with serious. purpose. What's your purpose, AJ? Hey, man, my purpose is to I want for my brother what I want for myself. Mm-hmm. That, that's my and purpose. And that's thorough. You know, you got to keep it 100. Like, that's yeah. just really real. I don't think people really understand that we live like that, though. Like, I think... I don't think they understand that it's the uh, 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 a real lifestyle. Like when mm-hmm. when we say that, like you know what I'm saying. Like I just want the best for people, whatever yeah, your best man. may be. I don't 
I don't know if you want a million dollars. So I'm not going to say I want a million dollars for you because I want a million dollars for me. Like, I just want whatever you want for yourself. Just be happy with that, ready to go with that. So how can people contact you, bro? Um, They can reach me out um, primarily to my website, um, www.theparisnoel.com. Spell that out. Spell that out. All right. The Paris Noel. So Paris Noel is P-A-R-I-I-S-N-O-E-L. Dot com so it's okay. the parisnoel.com and um, everything on there like your music social and stuff media like, that. Yeah. No, like yeah. they got at the bottom very bottom you can go to all of the different links um my management had that set up for me you know the whole team like where all my social media links are there so you can just click on it yeah. um music of course on all streaming platforms yeah. you can look up paris noel yeah before we get out of here man how you feel about streaming um <laughs> i feel about streaming the way that they got this whole setup where you got 1500 downloads to get an album sale particularly i think that that's like a fucking nuts man i think that's, that's fucking off, nuts like man. i really feel like i really feel like you gotta get 1500 people just to make ten dollars that's insane to me. no you're not gonna make ten dollars yeah you, you, you're not people. <laughs> yeah that's gonna make a no i'm saying but look not not say okay let's say not make ten no i'm just saying so ten dollars yeah. what it used to be that's what, what it we know it for. right but i'm you know what i'm saying now with the streaming they really playing with a nigga because yeah. it's like a quarter of a penny uh-huh. right i hate streaming right the only thing i like about streaming is you don't have to walk around with a fucking cd yeah, book and yeah. worry about it getting exactly. stole out the car what i hate about it is they don't even explain to you why it's is like that, this. I wonder yeah. who is in these meetings calling these shots, man. That's that's what, what, what you mean. No, like, I'm saying like who we just who? had a conversation about. No, no, but I'm saying like <laughs> real the real people yeah. though. Like oh, yeah. I don't, do I call you like hey, we gonna drop this streaming shit and yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, even that, my G, like, I don't even, I get the services, I don't get no advertising. But to, the people mm. don't understand that these services need you. You don't need them. Not you don't all, need man. YouTube. YouTube you needs did, you. If you didn't, you know if we saying? didn't provide the content, it if wouldn't we didn't even do exist. any of this, it wouldn't, exist. it wouldn't be no dollars or no checks to be cut if we didn't provide. I don't care what type of content it is. You know what I'm saying? It can be any sort of thing, the, whatever. We right. provide the content. But that's the fame monster, though. Yeah. Like, oh, people seeing me. No, you have the potential, but you also have the potential of more people seeing you if you hit the road running. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Because I don't think what people understand. So I'm going to use title. So when new albums come out, right, title got like prime real estate, right? Mm-hmm. But the prime real estate is people you already know about. To even find certain new albums, I still have to type your name in. Right. And this is bigger artists, too. So if you're not getting that prime real estate, why are you on that platform? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Nobody really going to type your name in if you're a new artist like me. And let's just be real, dog. Like, uh... You you gotta deal with that with your own insecurities. Like my nigga, niggas be fire. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I gotta discover it. Then I gotta send it to you. Mm-hmm. Then you gotta press play when you get some time exactly, and all of that shit. Man. So it's like my nigga, they really jerking niggas. You thought raping you regulars was real, <laughs> nigga. Like they every platform is jerking niggas. Then they come up with their own system. Mm-hmm. Okay, if we doing streaming, right? Okay, fuck it, we go stream. But why you pay different than they pay? Then exactly. they pay. Then they pay. Mm-hmm. I'm pressing play on five fucking platforms and you might get a half a penny here, a quarter penny there. My nigga, you know how motherfucking disrespectful it is to an artist who put they all, it might have took their last $2,000 that they worked drugs, 80 hours for And I send you a, a statement because you can't even get a check unless it's $10. So you're not getting a check and I send you a statement to say you made 85 cents. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So I got, I got cent, a question. Nigga? Like, as as y'all are being like, you know, you know, like philanthropists and hip hop, from what I'm hearing, because I'm like, I'm just being a buck right now. Yeah. Um, that's that Gemini shit. And you see, I told you earlier we was going to watch that. Go ahead. <laughs> but no, real talk. <coughs> like, what do y'all think is the best outlet for 
musicians nowadays. Like, I think like, they should take it back physical, man. Yeah, take it I back think physical. Uh, hit the roll. Hit the roll. I think you should put more. In, like people think I can upload today and be the man tomorrow, and that mm-hmm. takes away from the grind. The grind is different now, man. You got to stay. It's 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 out there for you. Mm-hmm. If eighty five cent, it take you. If it take you fifteen hundred plays to get eighty five cent. Or you can sell that same ten songs mm-hmm. for ten dollars, whatever. I'm gonna pick ten dollars over eighty five cents. I every think you day. gotta take it back physical. You gotta hit the road, but I also think you gotta make it a experience. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by okay, making you build, yeah, you you building your fan base, right? Mm-hmm. So you got a website that's cool. That's if you saw me and you ain't have it right then, you mm-hmm. go to that website. Right. But when I'm in your city, I'm going everywhere possible for you to get to know me, and mm-hmm. then. If I sell two CDs, that's more than 3,000 plays. You feel what I'm saying? Then you get on their mailing, they get on your mailing list, Mm -hmm. and then you go blow, and they're gonna be like, Yo, I remember the first time that nigga came to Louisville, Kentucky. Mm -hmm. I met him at the whatever store, because there's still some stores left. Yeah. Or you feel what I'm saying? I met him at that store, and I look at him. Mm -hmm. And then you email them something, because you remember when you met them. It's 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 direct marketing. It's it's direct marketing versus indirect marketing. Yeah, and I just feel like, look, man. Streaming services, all of that, man, it's just raping motherfuckers. And mm-hmm. every time I hear artists say they on all streaming platforms and shit, it just make me cringe because it's like, but you're not even going to make twenty dollars so, between the five platforms. What have y'all ever thought about something like this, like keeping it more digital, but in this perspective where it's like if a, a independent artist has his own funnel, like his own website, and he's running it through there, and it's the same thing though, because you still got to get people to go you feel what i'm yeah. saying see by saying i'm on all digital platforms that's mm-hmm. just letting everybody know whatever you listen to right, it on, right. i'm on there mm-hmm. you feel what i'm saying you think it's hard to get a nigga to type your name in on one of them platforms imagine mm-hmm. how hard it is to get a nigga to go to, to your, your website, website. Mm-hmm. you feel what i'm saying I, like, I just think it's work though i just yeah, think you, gotta put the work, yeah, you just gotta put the work in i think what i like about streaming is that it is available for everybody but but, but if the artists want to really make some money you got to you got to you know what i'm saying you want it on all digital platforms because yeah, that's yeah. that's that's how people rocking right now yeah. but you got to get out there in front of them and just go crazy and i come from the grind man so i'm never going to not think about the grind i'm never yeah, going to not yeah. think about the whatever grind. you did for a living you got your hands dirty like you said you met a guy at work who named you you was getting your hands dirty at the job mm-hmm. just i feel like shit i ain't getting my hands dirty with something that i want to put my shit in the mud and they getting filthy right you feel what i'm yeah, saying so you gotta, like they yeah. get filthy i'm on the road because what people underestimate especially about michigan right this is a tri-state area mm-hmm. two ways you feel what I'm saying? Chicago, I mean, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, and Western, I mean, right. Eastern Pennsylvania. Yeah. That's a tri-state area two ways. You could build a fan base all Along around that, that and area, then, yeah. boom. And it's just going to get bigger. Yeah, yeah it's so, going to start to spread. Yeah, so, AJ, how can people get at you? Uh, at TCE Pod on Instagram and Twitter. I'm fucking with Twitter way more than Instagram, bro. I just got to be honest with you, dog. Instagram is full of shit, man. Like... My nigga, I follow Instagram thousands of people. Yeah, you no, know, I'm saying yeah, I follow yeah. thousands of people, bro. I only see ten people shit on my timeline. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't have to upload multiple shits for people to see it. I just ain't fucking with the grand right now. I'm fucking with Twitter, but I'm on both of them. Say for those that are yeah, like I, 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 Instagram savvy. I, yeah, like that shit. Even come on, dog. I'm going. What listen, is that man, when I go to the, the bay, dog? I'm going to Twitter check them out because I fuck with Twitter. I got to see yeah. how many people work at this motherfucker. Seven. <laughs> that's saying? why it's worth a zillion dollars. No, it's not. It's actually worthless, my nigga. No, they I'm ain't never shit. took the profit. Yeah. Uh, how can people if they want to be on the show they want to uh, uh, pr at tcohh dot org pr at tcohh dot org I'm SJ I'm AJ I want for my brother what, what I, I want, want for myself. myself.